Great. Now we are on the second episode where I would want to speak to you about the relationship between Buddhism and astrology. Is there any kind of a relationship between between them? I mean, does Buddhism describe about astrology, and does astrology describe about Buddhism? Um. Well, when I listen to sermons by monks regarding astrology, Buddha seems to mention Lord Buddha seems to mention about uh, what astrology was back then during his time, and how people felt about it. And even I mean, even back then, people thought that uh, astrology could be used in their daily lives to predict certain things in their life, in terms of career. Marriage, you know, your lifespan, and so on, and at the same time, it was somewhat used to also um, as a science during those eras to probably cultivate lands and this and that. However, Buddha describes astrology to be not perfect. I mean, you'd say that. Nothing on the planet Earth is perfect, but Lord Buddha describes the fact that uh, even though astrology may say there might be a certain time to do a certain thing, Lord Buddha says, "Whatever you do, at the time you think you must do it, will be the right time, and you will not have to go looking for a specific time at which you may need." To do the need, so basically, in simple terms, you just need to do what you need to do at the right time when you think you need to do it, rather than waiting for a time to do a certain action or to bring about a certain event. Let me take an example. Think about marriage. A lot of people, especially in Asia, especially in India. And in the southeastern or region, they go to astrologers, try to try to find a perfect time for the wedding for their children, could be their daughter, their son. And they they try to get these specific times, and they also try to ask the astrologer when it would be. know relevant or when it would be appropriate for their son or their daughter to get married and some may say that for example that you might have some issue with your saturn they might say you need to wait until 36 you need to wait until you are 36 years old to get married well in terms of astrology it may be accurate but buddhism believes the fact that If you believe that you need to get married at a specific time, and if all the relevant factors for it are available, and it is legal, it is the best time to get married. So, this is one of the major differences I see between Buddhism and astrology. And Buddh, Lord Buddha believed that planets. Did not have any kind of an effect regarding decisions that humans made, because 
If you were to go deeper and deeper into the philosophy of Buddhism, to the teachings of the Dhamma, you will realize that you could go beyond the karma. Once again, we are back at karma. So the astrology believes that the whole thing runs on karma. While Buddhism believes that some part of your life runs on karma, but at the same time, you do have free will. And there are external influences on your life as well. So there are so many things at play in your life, not just karma. Astrology also believes in destiny, where your karma can be measured through the horoscope and a fixed path could be given, which I believe, which I understand as destiny. However, Buddhism says that no matter the plan the karma may have for you, if you are able to somehow put an opposite effect against the karma, which is uh, active, you may be able to change karma and achieve a different target. So if I were to say that in a way that it made sense, if you had bad karma and something bad was going to happen to you, your free will and your determination and your positive thinking and wholesome thoughts will definitely help to overcome that bad karma. And the the final effects of it might not be as bad as you were told about, you know. When somebody checked your astrology chart regarding your karma. But you still might have some bad effects, but it might, might not be as bad as you had initially expected or were told. So... This is what I usually tell people when I do a reading. I tell them what I see. I tell them what I see in the astrology chart. From their birth chart or from their Navamsa chart. I try to tell them the fact that this is what I see. There is somewhat of a plan. It could, that plan could, could be good or the plan could be bad. However, the point or the message that you need to take from this is if it is a bad event that I may have predicted or the astrologer might have predicted, you now have the chance to change it. Now you have been given the awareness or the pre-warning. Now you have the chance to change it. Similarly, if somebody predicts a good karma, you also have the chance to make it even better than they predicted it. But... Despite a certain event being good, if you are not careful, you might make mistakes and the good prediction could turn out to be bad because you might do something unwholesome which could generate bad karma, which would, or bad decision making, would overcome the good karma, resulting in a final effect of bad karma. So which means, even though astrology may say that there's destiny and the karma is fixed, Buddhism definitely says that no matter the karma, no matter the destiny, you can always change it. With 
correct, accurate awareness. And Buddhism further explains on how to reach that awareness, how to develop it, how to develop the mindfulness, and so on. So when I practice Buddhi- I mean, Buddhism as well as astrology, this is how I use it. I try my best to give the, my client the best possible way to look at their scenario. No matter whether it's good or bad. Well, um, if you were to go in terms of houses, in terms of Buddhism, I would say the ninth house, which is the original Sagittarius house, describes about religions. So, basically any religion. But uh, Buddhism is also included in this. And at the same time, Jupiter, which is the house lord of Sagittarius, would represent that religion that you're involved in. So, once again, Buddhism can be included in it. And uh, certain aspects such as Jupiter, not, sorry, not aspects, conjunctions, such as Ketu and Jupiter together could show very high signs of spirituality. And uh, Things like Rahu and Jupiter conjunction could show more extremes, sort of, you know, spirituality. And, uh, yes, and once again, Ketu, sometimes they say that it is like a monk, it behaves like a monk, or it has that uh, tendency to withdraw from things. So, which is something like what you here in certain types of Buddhism and uh, so basically the spirituality, religions, Buddhism, they are all described by the ninth house. So this is something that I always check. So I usually check the ninth house, I check the Jupiter, I check whether it has any aspects from any of the other houses and also I check Saturn because Saturn sort of describes how you take the right and the wrong. Someone with a good Saturn has a higher chance to take the right, the right way, the wrong, the wrong way. Um, um, yeah, consider wrong as wrong. So, yeah, these are some of the things I do check. And uh, once again, there's also the eighth house. Eighth house can sometimes describe things like realms beyond the realm that you're already at, that you're already in. So basically, if you're in the human realm, it can help you to connect or to explore other realms beyond the human realm and certain planets there, or the house lord of the eighth house being at a certain place could um, you know, signify the fact that you may be able to have a spiritual level or you may be able to develop a spiritual level where you can communicate with other realms. Once again, one thing I did forgot to mention was the fact that I do also look at the house lord of the ninth house once again because it's one of the houses of uh, religion and spirituality. And um, well, if you are not an Aries and if you, are, if you don't have that default 
sign up A, receiving the first house, then uh, I would definitely look where your Sagittarius Rashi is and what is placed in it and how the Saturn and the Jupiter works. And I always see that Saturn and Jupiter, they both play a part in deciding your right and wrong, your depth of spirituality and your ability to connect with the spiritual life forms both in the realm that you're at and also in the realms you know, beyond that. And uh, yeah, I guess uh, I have summarized what I have uh, learned by exploring astrology. I need to once again remind you the fact that I was, I'm actually a Theravadian Buddhist, but right now I'm taking Buddhism uh, in a broader spectrum, including the rest of them to whatever knowledge I have. And uh, also trying to see how I started learning astrology through the perspective of Buddhism, rather than uh, what you may have heard it, like you might have heard it in a different way. Maybe you might be reading, uh, learning it from the Vedas. I mean, I do get some help from um, people who do read the Vedas or you know such religious texts. But my uh, knowledge is basically based on. I basically, I basically get, I, I learn the art of astrology by making readings. That's how I learn it. I try to see the patterns in astrology rather than going for yogas which are practically quite difficult to remember I, I, I need to be honest about that and uh, and I always don't stick to one type of astrology I mean if I could use Vedic tropical and western and no matter what I can use I will use it and I will try to give my client the answers they want or try to give uh, the scenarios which may be at play and uh, since I am a self-taught astrologer my approach is different and I most certainly don't have a fixed method whatever I believe works at that point of time whatever that I believe is helping that person is, is what I provide them with at the Buddhism the Buddhism that I've learned since childhood lays the foundation for it, on which I build astrology. So there's one more thing I need to add in. Lord Buddha described certain types of learning or certain types of knowledge as Nietzsche Dharma. Nietzsche Dharma are kinds of teachings which are not perfect, which could go wrong, which could result in wrong predictions or wrong results or wrong conclusions. And astrology is one of the Nietzsche Dharmas, among a few others. It actually, I mean, you might be surprised to hear this, but it actually includes science, the science that you hear and see and you learn at school. Because it, that itself has some know limitations and it's still ongoing via research it even includes um, medicine in it all, all forms of healing because even certain medications won't work for all the patients in the world 
and some of them might have side effects for the, one of some of the medications that actually work for certain people or the majority of the people. So a lot of things fall underneath dharma, while Buddhism does not, and that's exactly why the rest are called nature dharma and Buddhism is called dharma. Yes, um, you can always send me a voice message or you can uh, email me on uh, sahanastro8 at gmail.com. You can watch my videos on uh, YouTube, sahanastro8, once again. Yeah, I mean, if you want to find me on Reddit, go ahead, sahanastro8. If you want to find me on Twitter, Instagram, yeah, definitely. But most of my media are concentrated in on the YouTube as well as on Anchor, which I believe you'll be hearing, listening to it most likely from Spotify or for any of the brands that I, uh, I mean, media platforms that I share it on. Anyway, I thank you for joining me for my second episode, or like my first, because the first one was actually an introduction. But anyway, I hoped you got some ideas. Send me your messages and I'll be glad to answer it on my next episode. Thank you.